Hi, everyone. Have you ever wanted help with something like you're looking for a direction or guidance or you want to be looked after and nurtured and cared for for a little bit, but you can't seem to find anyone who will help you and support you in that way? Never fear. You can be your own guide. Find your own direction. Be your own support system. You can do this by locating your power animal or your spirit guide. Okay, okay, so stay with me here. I know some of you are probably thinking that is just a little too woo-woo or crazy, but hear me out. Going within to find all the facets of yourself is important work. It allows you to really work with the powerful resources that lie within you, the ones you are afraid to acknowledge, the ones you worry that other people might think are dumb or silly or stupid, and some inner forces that you have that you don't even realize that you have yet. You are worried about the labels others will put on you or judgments you receive if you truly live into your power. If you shed the personas in life that you created just to please others, and over time those personas start making your life unfulfilling if you continue to work in the confines of what the loudest people have to say then you lose your ability to access your own free will you start really just conforming to these loudest voices on how you should be or what you should act like or what you should believe in rather than going inward and figuring out who you are and what you believe in yourself you sort of lose that ability to access your free will in that regard. Okay, so the powerful want you to believe that you are lesser than what truly lies within you. They don't want you to see that part of yourself. They don't want you to find out how incredibly powerful you really are and how much of your reality you can actually bend and mold and create into what you want. Because when you don't ignite the fire within, you are easy to keep in a box. It then becomes easy to keep you constrained to the parameters of common thinking. It's easy to keep you in a space that they want you to occupy if you are already constrained by the parameters of a set value or common thinking. What about the spaces you want to occupy? What about them? What about the parameters you want to set for yourself, if, if any? Now, I'm not talking here about boundaries. That's a different kind of thing. I'm talking about in the ability to imagine what the possibilities are for you. Oftentimes, we allow society to tell us what that is rather than looking inward and seeing what it is for ourselves. Some people would call that looking for your, your destiny, your true path, your reason for being, all these types of things really lie within you. But oftentimes, just because it happens over time or it's modeled to us, we let the outside world tell us what that is and we live our lives unfulfilled because we don't tap into what is true for us. This is the I Care About You podcast and I'm Juliana J. And today we're part talking about your inner power through power animals and spirit guides. There are many philosophies that delve into the idea of guides from spiritual practices and meditation to the Silva method to even more traditional forms of empowerment training. They may call the spirit guides by other names, 
but the empowering intentions and practices are all very similar. So what actually is a power animal or a spirit guide? These are part of your inner nature, the you that you keep somewhat secret. You know how you have a persona that you project out into the world. Then you have a persona for certain people, like maybe your parents or your siblings or partners or your children. And then there is your inner, more secret persona, the one where you house your dreams and your inner ideas about life and, and who you are. And oftentimes those parts of you are unknown to you because you are so conditioned to not ask yourself what those things are. In this inner space, this level of consciousness is where your guides live. How do you access these guys? There are many different ways, but I will offer you one. It's a sort of a guided journey, if you will, to meet your guides or power animals. I advise you to keep a journal or record of your findings so that you can go back to it when needed or work out things that you are unaware of prior to knowing your guides. So a lot of things will come up. You want to kind of write it down because like a dream, you lose a lot of the knowledge of these certain things or the experience that you had. And so writing it down kind of allows you to go back and look at it. It also helps you if you're really working with a certain problem or situation or something chronic in your life, you can go back to it and look at what you uncovered during this experience. Your guides will often tell you things that you actually didn't know or you never thought of before. They will unearth what is unknown to you. They will bring to the surface things that were too deep for you to see clearly. For that, this can be challenging work. You need to be ready to receive so that when you first start working with your guides, choose things to work with that are a little bit more digestible to you. Don't go straight for your biggest problem. Kind of work up to that. Work into deep issues by giving yourself time if you need it. When you go into this kind of work, you want to be receptive to what you're going to uncover. You don't want to be so close to the thing that's bothering you that any kind of dialogue, even if it's in internal dialogue, is going to set you off in some way. If you can't receive the wisdom of your inner soul, then your visits will not be as profound or life-changing as you may want them to be because you just aren't ready to receive that inner wisdom of the soul. And it's a, it is a really hard thing to receive because sometimes you will see that maybe you are not approaching the problem or the situation or the person or reoccurring things in your life in a way that was really uh, working for you and that you need to shift your way of being. This is not an exercise where you just sort of support beliefs you have that you're right and other people are wrong. That's not what this is, although this is an affirming practice. So it is something that will affirm you and what you know and your deep, deep knowledge and your incredible wisdom and power, but it's not going to support wrong thinking. So keep that in mind. You have to be really open to hearing what the true wisdom is. And this wisdom is coming from the deep place in your soul. Why are guides important? People often ask me that. And there's a whole host of reasons. I'll just give you some here. They tell you things that you never thought of. 
are they may have new solutions to old problems. They allow you to open to your full potential. They bring a sense of play in the process of growth. Just in accessing a secret guide, you are playing with possibility and imagination. You are allowing yourself to really expand outside of this box that might be the person that you are during work or with certain folks. And this getting in touch with your guides really allows you to play with possibility and imagination and the infinite potential that is out there waiting for you. They allow you to access parts of your inner mind that you don't often get to approach in a playful way. Oftentimes, people will use their inner dialogue to talk down to themselves, to belittle themselves, to promote self-hatred, to promote guilt or anger or shame, to do all these kinds of things. And It's a retraining of yourself to use this inner voice to open to your full potential and to access parts of your mind in a playful, more helpful way rather than just driving home from work and going, oh God, that was so stupid what I said today. And that person must think I'm really dumb and this and that, all that internal talk that you have. This is different. You're going deeper, deeper, deeper underneath all of that. That may be one of the issues you work on with a power animal or spirit guide is that shame or self-hatred. They will offer you healing that you may not have found otherwise. So working with your spirit guide, it's really allowing you to work intimately with how to help yourself. And these are things you might not get if, say, you're going uh, to a professional or something like that. I'm not saying anything about professionals. They all have their place. I've been to many of them. They're all there to help you. And it's much, much appreciated. And it's very challenging work. And I thank all of you who are out there being wellness people in the world. But sometimes the answers lie within And that might be something you wouldn't hear from someone else because their life is different from your life. Their experiences may be similar, but the how you feel about them can be very different. They empower you to be authentically yourself. In this place we're going to go into, you can be authentically yourself and it's very much appreciated. They can access the answers you are seeking. They allow you to imagine in ways that you never have before. They help you develop a skill of self-nurturing and healing. That's really, really important. It's very, very strong and necessary practice to be able to do that for yourself. And in doing that, they will love you deeply if you allow it, and you will have the space to love yourself deeply. They are loyal as all get out. A guide will never betray you. They provide safe spaces for exploration. So when you can't go anywhere else to really work out a problem and some problems you are unsafe feeling like you, you don't know if you have a right to feel the way you do, or you should feel the way you do. And so therefore you don't explore those things and figure them out. You kind of stuff them down, right? Because it's, it's a weird thing. You don't know how people will perceive it. Will people judge you about it or whatever the situation is? You stuff it down rather than explore it. And uh, this practice allows you to sort of explore that in a safe environment where you know it's going to be okay. Spirit and power guides have your back always. They protect you. They listen with great detail. 
and can provide you with answers in a variety of ways. So they listen deeply to what you're saying. They listen to, when you say a sentence, they're going to listen to all the roots that are part of that sentence. So it's not just what you say, it's what are the roots that made you say what you say. Your spirit guide is listening deeply to all of that, not just what verbally happens. They are wise as the universe is vast, my friends. And in that, you can find all the answers that you need. So two bits of advice before we start. Spirit animals and guides do not have to be any type of known creature. They can be a dragon with flowers growing out of its head or a mystical creature that you've never seen before in any book or read about or know about. You just kind of made it up in your mind. Or maybe it's a person with beautiful silky cat ears or a combination of animals. It can change over time into another animal or person depending on what you need, but it may be the same entity forever. Let your animal come to you as it is. Don't judge it. Don't try to make it something. Just allow it to be. Before you seek a guide, have a few questions you might want answered or things you want to talk about with your guide. It might be things like, what's my purpose? How do I accomplish this task? What barriers are in my way to achieve this goal? How do I heal this relationship? Do I need to move on from this situation or relationship? Or it may be something you want to tell someone, but you can't. Like, can you tell my grandmother I really miss her and I feel her around me sometimes? Or maybe you want to talk to someone who you had a falling out with or whatever, and you can converse with them through your guide. Whatever is calling you to talk about, talk about it. When I say that, I'm meaning if you want to talk about somebody you've had a falling out with and say you can't talk to them anymore, if you lost touch or you're not speaking, you can role play it with your guide a little bit or tell your guide exactly what you would like to tell that person and why. Sometimes I talk to a person through my guide to figure out what I am mad at because sometimes what I'm truly mad at is just triggered by something else. Like I'm mad at somebody for feeling like they are taking me for granted, but the trigger was not paying attention to me when we were talking earlier. So originally I might think, I'm pissed at that person for never listening to me. But the root of it is I feel taken for granted in this relationship. You can use the spirit guide to help you really get to the essence of what you're actually mad at. Is it the thing on the surface or is it much deeper or is it even not the person who upset you, but something that happened 10 years ago with someone else? It seemed like I was mad at that situation of the person not listening to me, but I was really mad at something that was more systematic in the relationship, this lack of feeling like I'm valued, being taken for granted was really the core, the root of that thing. Just talking it out with a guide is really eye-opening in that situation, especially if it's reoccurring theme problems like never being listened to or not often being listened to and having to continually repeat yourself. You tend to get really mad at that. And this is this person's issue, you know, and they're just being a jerk or whatever. But then when you go deeper with it, you find out that they're really supporting a belief that you had that you're not worthy of being paid attention to. So it's good to find out things like that. You will need to find a space where you are safe to close your eyes for a few minutes. Have an opa candy, like I said, and write down anything that comes up. Okay, so settle into a comfortable posture. Set yourself up well, as many yoga teachers say. 
You may be seated or lying down. In fact, sometimes it is a great to set a timer for 30 minutes and lie down close to bedtime. This is an exercise that if you fall asleep, allow it to happen. And when your alarm rings, wake up and immediately start writing down everything that happened and that you're thinking of or a dream you had or anything. Just start writing and see what comes up. Often your spirit guides will talk to you in a sleep state or in the form of dreams or symbols, ideas, thoughts that you may have. If you write them down after that 30 minutes, you know, be awake long enough at the beginning where you can meet your spirit animal. Get all the way to the part where you're going to start a dialogue. And then if you nod off, great. This when your timer goes off, wake up and just start free flow writing and see what happens, see what comes out. So once you're all settled, cozy, warm, comfortable, and a safe place where you can close your eyes, take in a couple really deep breaths. Do this three to five times. Sometimes people will count like one, two, three, four, and then let out a breath for the count of four. One, two, three, four. So you want to just breathe in deeply. You can breathe out of your mouth. Uh, a lot of people breathe in through their nose and breathe out through their mouth. Breathe in through their nose, breathe out through their mouth. And while you're doing this, you can just be letting go when you out breath. Another thing you can do at the beginning to just settle in is to imagine that you're breathing in and out through your heart or through your third eye, breathing in through your heart and out through your third eye or breathing in through your heart and out through your heart and just kind of doing that continually. Or people imagine breathing all the way up and then all the way down or breathing light down into their body and then breathing it out up through their crown chakra. So those are some techniques you can have for your settled in breathing and do this three to five times. Some people will take 10 breaths. Do it until you feel calm and settled and your mind kind of slows down. Imagine that you are walking somewhere. I suggest you close your eyes. It might be that you know the place you're walking or it might be this completely new space you've never seen before. It might be a space you visit in reoccurring dreams Whatever it is, you're walking and you're taking in the sights and the smells. Maybe there's a breeze. Notice the temperature. Use your senses to take in this space. Slow down so that you can really notice everything. Be inquisitive about this environment. What do the trees look like? Are there trees? What's the dirt under your feet feel like? Is it sand? Is it dirt? Is it warm? Is it a mixture of both? Is it hard? Is it soft? What other plants are around? What other people are around? Is it a village? Is it a city? What is it? Where is it? Where are you walking? And what does it feel like? And what time of year is it? And all the all that, just take it all in as though you're actually walking in the space. The place you choose should be enjoyable. You will notice that you are not scared, but you feel truly at home. So walk until you're feeling truly at peace with where you are. And almost like you can imagine everything that already exists in the space because you've been here before. You know it. You instinctually know what is there, even if you can't quite see it. Now, slowly walk to an edge. It can be where the ground meets a river or a lake. Maybe it's a beach that meets the ocean. It might be the edge of a road or the start of a bridge, 
It might be the edge of the forest or the edge of a meadow. Find yourself at the edge and then notice all the details. What type of edge are you at? Is it a river? Is it flowing? Is it an ocean? What are the waves like? Is it a road? Is it busy or is it quiet? Is it a bridge? What does it look like? Where does it look like it's going? Notice the edge in great detail. Notice everything again with your senses. Do you smell pine trees, salt air, good food? You can notice. Notice all those things about the edge. Now sit down near the edge, but in a safe place. Not so close to the edge that you become worried, but close enough that you haven't left that area. Now, when you're settled, comfortable in your position of either sitting or lying down next to your edge, call your spirit animal or guide forward. You know how. Call them to yourself. Call your animal like you would call someone beloved. Call it to you with love and gratitude. It may be shy or it may come right up, but be patient and wait. You may see it from afar, but you still don't quite know what it is. Allow it to make its way to you while you call it forward. And you know how to call it forward. You already know. When it comes forward, admire it. Tell it that it is beautiful and powerful and be fascinated by it. Notice its personality. If it's feasible, you can reach out and touch it or hug it or hold it in your hands or hold its hand if you like. Notice that it is loving and wise. Does it have a kind of guru-like nature? Notice the kind of nature that it has. As usually, there will be all kinds of temperaments, but often there is a sense that it's revered. Not that it's mean or cruel or anything like that, but that it comes with this inner quality that makes it feel revered, but also incredibly loving. Once you are acquainted, ask it your questions or tell it what you need to tell it. Listen for the answers. As I said, it may come in words, it may come in signs, it may come in symbols, Whatever happens, some people experience a guide who speaks in an unfamiliar language to them. If this happens, know that you can know what they're saying. Let yourself understand. Converse for a few minutes, and then when you are ready, thank your animal. Ask it if it needs you to do something for it. Listen carefully to what it needs and make a note to do what is needed. Know its name and thank it by its name. Ask it to come find you again whenever you call for it or you need it. Ask it to watch over you. Tell it you will see it again. Take a moment to have immense gratitude for it. You can hug it, things like that if you like. Then stand up and walk back away from the edge. Call yourself back to your body. Call yourself back. Feel yourself back in your body and slowly wiggle your toes and your fingers. Maybe take a stretch. Take a couple of deep breaths, and when you're ready, open your eyes. After the meeting, try to journal any feelings, messages, or like feelings are really important. What happened during that time? Did you feel relief, uh, calmness, love, gratitude? What did you feel? What, what were the feelings? What were the messages? Record the power animal's nature. Look at the way it carried itself. 
and over the next 48 hours, jot down things that come to you, signs you see and reflect on your experience. Record any feelings or thoughts or ideas that may also be a cause for reflection. Know that you can ask it to watch out for you or to watch over you. Know that you can call it to you whenever you need to. If you are dealing with a large task or trying to accomplish something, you can call your power animal or spirit guide to you for help. You can feel its presence, even in a boardroom. Know that it may talk to you out in the world in the form of an inner knowing or voice. It may talk to you in intuition. There may be a sign out in the world that you notice, maybe a billboard with a number number sequence on it, or you might smell your favorite dessert or dish in an unlikely place. Your sign may appear in a conversation taking place next to you as you wait for the bus, or maybe it's a headline you read as you pass by someone who's reading a newspaper. My favorite is to ask a question in your mind. Let it sit for a minute in your mind and then open a book to a page and look down at the words or images, whatever it might be. What is the first thing you read or see? What does it mean in terms of the question that you ask? Is it trying to tell you that the thing you are upset about is the root of your sadness? Or is it something else or whatever? Is it trying to tell you this problem that you asked about is not not as big as you're making it out to be? Or here's a word or symbol or something that's giving you a hint as to what you need to do or where you need to go. To do this, you must really be in tune with your guide and you must really relax into the experience. You must have faith. Don't try to manipulate it or make it something different. Just have complete and total faith when you do it and you will get information that you're looking for. It might be a little bit cryptic and you'll have to do some work on exactly what that is, but it will come to you and you will know. Another thing that happens frequently when you visit your guides or uh, your power animal is they can give you a gift. Sometimes you can ask them in conversation, do you have a gift for me? Or is there anything you can give me that would help me? And they'll give you a gift and you open the gift and oftentimes it will really help you with what you're struggling with. Once I had a guide give me a gift and when I, it was a really ornate box. And when I opened the box inside was a, it was like a directional apparatus, kind of like a compass, but it was showing you the way. And it had all these inscriptions on it. This is an example of not knowing something, your guide speaking in a different language or gives you something that's in a, in some sort of writing style you don't understand, but you do know and just tell yourself, Uh, I know, I know what this is. And it was really pointing me. It was at the edge of the ocean and the ocean had a really, the tide was really far out. So I had to walk to the edge for a really, really long time. And I finally got there and my guide appeared and it gave me this box with this directional apparatus, like compass thing with all this strange wording on it. It's like a ball. And I looked at it and when I looked closer at the wording, I knew what it was saying and it was pointing in, you know, your destiny was over kind of to the right here, not straight ahead as I was walking. And and then there was words for the other things where I was. And when I looked over to where the destiny was, there out in the ocean was an island. And 
I thought to myself, I can't get there. It's too far away. How am I going to get over there? It's too far to swim. And the guide pointed to a boat, which it also gave me. And I took the boat to go to my destiny. So those are some kind of things you can work with, with your spirit guides, power animals. So let me know how it goes. And until then, know that I love you and I support you. And I'll see you in the next one. Take care, my friends.